Marcus Zafaris is here, Principal Broker, Justin Turner, CSR Specialist, Matthew Scanlon. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome in. How's it going? Good, Marcus. I'm hearing you everywhere. I mean, it's it's funny just listening to the radio. It's it's kind of neat because every time I hear him, I'm like, hey, I know that guy. I know that guy. Um, do you think that people understand just the kind of service that you guys are offering them compared to what they can get at? And I'm not going to slam anyone, but maybe some of the other larger financial institutions that have green chairs in the foyer. I think, I mean, we're trying to do our best to get the message out as to, you know, how we help people. I think that so far um, we haven't done a ton of marketing and you're kind of seeing the last two years, you're seeing the start of it for us. Up until now, the message has been kind of passed along from our existing customers to their family and friends. And the, the, the thing about our business is it's so different from the other providers because our, our focus really is on finding people we can help. And it's not everybody, uh, but whether it's you know, someone who's just looking for the absolute best rate on a mortgage or mm -hmm. somebody who has gone through some type of hardship. Everyone here is trained to ensure that whatever service we're providing adds a value. And that when we're finished working with somebody, that their cost of capital is constantly decreasing. So one of the issues, though, and because when I hear your spots, it makes me think of the shows that we do here. And this hour is a great opportunity and you, you do go into it, but I don't think you can, go into, you can go into it enough times. And that is that not all not all brokerages are created equal. Not all mortgage brokers have the same options that are available to their clients. I mean, and I think that's a hugely important issue because I know from the shows that we've done, from the emails and text messages that we get, that people go, they may go to their bank and get turned down. They may go to another mortgage broker and get turned down, shrug and say, oh, well, damn it, I guess I just can't do anything about that. And yet you have options at your fingertips that others may not necessarily have access to. So our business does a few different things. And it's not easy to create a business on a foundation like that, right? So, you know, in order to do what we're doing, we had to create an investment fund so that we could have our own capital so we could make our own decisions on how to help people and how much money we can provide people at what risk levels, at what appetite our investors are willing to accept that at. That's just one component, but that component helps us change people's, we call it a covenant, but their credit, their income, their real estate situation so that we can represent them to a bank. That's a really critical piece. In our business, if you look at the spectrum of lenders, brokers, banks inclusive. There are different parties that serve different roles. What we've tried to do is vertically integrate into the lender so that we can offer the cheapest cost capital to fix people's issues. And then we operate as a more conventional mortgage broker by finding them a match to the lower co lowest cost capital that's available in the market. So it's a multi-step process. It takes a lot more time than, than um, you know, some of our peers might take with a file. But in the end, what you see is like we're, we're essentially a vertically integrated mortgage lender and mortgage brokerage. And it, the market needs this service. 
you you can see it in our Google reviews. You can see it in like people are calling. I, I honestly did not expect that people would call into the show mm. just to say, you guys are doing a great job. Thanks for helping me. And I think it's amazing. And it, it what that is, is it's, it's the hard work and the dedication of the people that we've got here at Connect shining through. You can't fake this stuff, right? You, if you have to genuinely want to help. though, guys, how taken advantage of or how taken for granted, sorry, is a better way to put it that people feel when they go to other companies that we do get that feedback from your clients picking up the phone. As I, I mentioned, I think probably in our first show, Man, everybody on the internet's negative. Everyone on the internet hates everything and they bitch and whine about whatever they can get their fingers on. And yet you go to your Google reviews and they're just there. Bang, five, bang, five, bang, five. We're proud of that. And you we're proud be. of that. And, and you know, it's, it, we listen. The other thing is we are so dedicated to our borrowers. I, I was explaining this. We had an investor call with a, a group of our investors last week and they asked me for a bit of an explanation as to why I think our business is different and why we've, you know, we've done three and a half billion dollars worth of mortgages without, you know, a loss. Um, and I explained to them that because <clears throat> some of these investors were from the oil and gas industry. And I said, if you want to think about our business, think of it like we've found this amazing untapped resource of oil and it's spewing out of the ground and it's great oil. That oil is our borrowers. The, the most critical thing to our business is that we can tap into good borrowers. Now, these borrowers might have damaged credit. They might have bad income. They might have lost their job. Their house may be falling apart. The bank might not like them. A credit union might not like them. But we see something in those borrowers. So we operate almost like a refinery. We fix those borrowers. And then when we're done with them, Every bank wants to lend them money. Every mm. credit union wants to lend them money. Mm. And what people have to understand is you may feel like you're far away from the point where, you know, and I, I just heard Alan say a 2% uh, five-year fixed rate mortgage. Alan, we can do way better than that. Come on. But, <laughs> but like you're not, no one is far away from that point. And the, the first conversation you'll have with someone at Connect or the first interaction you'll have with our website will tell you that. And if we feel that there isn't enough equity in your home and, you know, it might be time to make a move, we're going to let you know that too. We're not here to erode people's equity. We are here to help them get to lower cost capital. That's it. Guys, uh, is the way you do business more attractive to, uh, and I don't want to get seriously into demographics here, but it sounds like there's a lot of young people out there who could be listening and think, man, finally, I might have a chance at cracking into this as opposed to the rejection that they've heard over the past two, three years. I don't want to be the guy that says that everybody should jump into the property market right now. I think we're in the middle of like a Listen, rapid housing price appreciation as a result of low interest rates. And I mean, there's a lot of speculation going on in the market right now. I think we're essentially in a tug of war between asset price inflation and interest rates. And there's a give and take relationship with those two things. And again, like I'm a big fan of reversion to the mean. At some point, things do normalize. And I would hate to see, you know, Somebody put 5% down on a property, which is all the savings that they have now because mm. they're feeling left out of the market and jumping in. And 
that 5% can erode really quickly. I mean, never mind. That 5% will erode just in the cost for you to sell that property. So you got to take a good look at what you're buying. A lot of the real estate agents are not going to like that. But, uh, and listen, interest rates are low and they're going to be low for a little while still. Uh, and the other thing about that relationship is when interest rates do rise, we will see asset prices drop. And if they drop too much, then we yeah. will see interest rates drop. So again, it's that give and take relationship, but you know, you can ask 20 economists and you get 20 different opinions right now. <laughs> and that's because nobody it's, it's all cause and effect, right? You will, you will, you'll see an increase in interest rates, but if that interest rate increase is too pronounced, if the verbiage in the monetary policy report of the central bank is too, too tough a stance, then you could see a problem with asset prices. And what's happening right now, the Canadian government, the Canadian people are relying on those asset prices as a big piece of consumer spending. Uh, Canadian government's relying on low interest rates. So we've got a bunch of macroeconomic factors that are helping us with this asset price appreciation. But the higher they climb, the further they fall. Justin, Matthew, what kind of, I mean, you're, you're pretty much on the front lines talking to people directly as, as you, you know, pick up the phones. What are you hearing out there? Are you hearing an enthusiasm? Are you hearing a regrowth? Are you hearing, you know, a, a helplessness? I'm, I'm just curious as to what the, the temperature is out there. Um, I think that, I, listen, I, I want to get into that, but I do want to hear, I, we have a, rate, a caller here. Uh, I think his name we is We do, Roger. but I've only got is a that... minute and I wanted to make sure he had a, a fair chance. So I was going to ah, get to him. Too. Okay, we can go okay, now okay. if you want. I mean, listen, I, I think, I think people, people are, if we're talking about housing prices, I think people are really excited about what's to come, you know, um, and how can you not be excited with things opening up and, you know, we can go to the cinema next week, like, like Alan was saying, and the, you know, eating inside. I think that, that, you know, with the economy, um, you know, getting back on its feet, um, I think mm. that the, a lot of people think that that means house housing prices are, are going to be on an upward trend, but, um, you know, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see for sure. Marcus, just before we went to break, I do uh, engineering and design throughout the week. And I realized um, actually a while back that I can have an entire conversation with people in the office and it never involves vowels. We can, we can, it's totally, oh, 2017 on the 413 <laughs> needs to be. You mentioned uh, be, uh, during the last segment a vertically integrated brokerage. What does that mean? Yeah. I mean, so it, it, usually it's a term that replies to, applies to like a supply chain, but it means that each piece of the puzzle from sourcing the borrower to finding a solution. And then obviously that solution, like our raw material in our business is the same way it is as a, a borrower. It's also an investor. So finding the capital that we require, what connects main differentiator is, is and there's no other company in the marketplace that exists like it is that we've spent the time to build this foundation that has a direct connection to the investor. So we're able to accumulate capital from investors without paying anyone to accumulate that capital. Connect does not pay investment advisors. We do not pay anyone to refer us an investor. We pay the investor only. We hope wow. that they find us on our website. We hope that you know, typically it's friends and family. We've got a new commercial coming out for the investor side, but we're not looking to grow too fast. We're looking to grow as fast as we grow. So mm. we're not, we're not, 
uh, we're not paying anyone to bring us capital. So we can accumulate this capital, our investors' capital, much cheaper than everyone else. If you think about it, an investment advisor typically makes between 3 and 5% of the investment they sell. So if I was trying to get your money and I was your investment advisor, I would want to sell you a product that I was going to make a commission on. And if that happened and I got lucky, lucky enough, you decided to invest $100 with me, I would get $5, which means your 100 would be 95 when it, when it ended up with the fund that you were investing in. At that moment that it's in that fund, our competitors, most of the mortgage funds that are out there trying to find a home for that capital, need to find an origination platform. So they contact mortgage brokers, just like ours. We get emails from them all the time. And they say, hey, mortgage brokers, we'll pay you between 2 and 5% to find mortgages for us. So now that $95 might get whittled down to $90. Mm-hmm. Now, in order for that entity, that mortgage fund to compete, they need to target a higher interest rate for the borrower, right? Typically, a mortgage fund returns between 6 and 8% right now in Canada. So you're looking at a minimum, they need to target a 16% rate of return, like 14 to 16% rate of return. What I found when I started in this business was that you can't just provide a blanket solution to good borrowers charging those types of rates. Because as good as the borrower is, as much as that borrower wants to get back on track, the, the pricing for the risk on their file is mispriced because it's being guided by the cost Great of bringing that point. investor capital in. So what with Connect, what we did, which is, like, listen, we were one of the first mortgage investment corporations to ever have been registered in Ontario. It's kind of embarrassing that it took us so long to grow. But the reason why it took us so long to grow is because we're not paying anybody to bring us money. And that, that has been the key success factor for this business. So just to get back to the vertical integration, we built our own mechanism to pull capital in from investors. Then we already had this amazing mechanism to deploy it. And then the, the kind of secret sauce that we've got is that our motivation is entirely aligned with our borrower. All we want to do is get the money back to our investors so we can lend it back out again. So we want to find the right borrower that we know we can help. It's, in the end, it's rather simple, but the vertical integration just refers to the fact that we spent the time to get the money. We didn't take a, like a, a, a quick route to it because that mm-hmm. quick route would have affected the foundation of our business. And it would be unfair to the borrowers. You don't build goodwill by charging people more than what they should pay for the amount of risk that you're taking on to lend the money. You build goodwill by by finding a way to price risk properly. Hmm. Tell you what, I want to talk about more, but I don't want to keep Roger uh, holding any longer than we need to. Roger is is still holding. Yeah, he's been here forever. Roger, thanks for waiting. Sorry about that. Roger, you get five hundred dollars. You get to get five hundred dollars off whatever we do because you waited on hold so long. (laughs) Ding ding ding! Thank you. What's your question, Roger? Well, so I work in the service industry and in in the nightclub industry, and it's really beaten me up here the last couple of years. Obviously, Uh, I get paid as a contractor, so I can't qualify for you know unemployment or anything. I rode the the Serb train for a while, but it's it's maxed out now. So I have no income. 
I'm optimistic, you know, it looks like things are going to open back up and I'll start earning income again. But in the meantime, I'm trying to find money to bridge the gap. And I've never thought I'd have to look into a home equity loan or anything like that. However, I'm in the spot now where I need to. So I've called around a bunch of different places and it's super confusing. So I listened to this show and uh, my buddy told me, he's like, just ask them, call in and ask them. So I thought I might as well just call in and, you know, see if you guys had time to just sort of maybe walk me through how this works. What a great idea. Sure. Yeah. Why aren't you and your buddy watching Italy and England play right now, by the way? Hey, hey. It's, it's, I'll it's tell you one, what, Roger. Let one... Marcus go watch TV. I'll answer this question for you. Okay, listen. Hey, you've been listening to the show yourself, so why don't you give it a try? Yeah, no, that's what kidding. I get for being a smart ass. Okay. So, this is, this is, listen, this is a really, really common question, and um, it's one that, unfortunately, there's not a ton of information on out there because it doesn't benefit lenders to provide too much of this information, unfortunately. So you named a couple of our competitors in one side, one piece of our business, and we kind of just discussed that. Um, what I would say is before you dive any deeper into it, you got to accumulate your knowledge. So the three most important things that you need to consider right now, number one is time. How long do you think you need the money for? And whatever the time frame that you think you need it for, add on another three months. Because time is expensive when you borrow money. Bo lenders want precision. They want to know, how long is my money going to be out for? When am I getting it back? Because when I get it back, I'm going to lend it out again. And if you can provide them with that precision, they can become more effective at lending and they can charge you less money. So first thing, know how long you need the money for. And add a little bit of time because the one thing I will tell you from doing this for 20 years, money always moves slower than you think. It's why one of the core principles of Connect is to get people their money in 24 hours. We try to be, you know, fair. We should be able to do that. Everybody should be able to do that. Um, but people in the lending business, they use time to their advantage and they use it to increase costs. So know your time, number one. Number two, know your amount. Most people will say that should be the number one thing, but it's not. It's actually the... Number two thing. Number three thing was the time. So the number two thing is the amount of money that you need. Be precise about it. Know what you need it for. The money that you're borrowing right now should leave you in a stronger position. It should not be a Band-Aid. If it's a Band-Aid, you're going to have to borrow money again. It's the same problem as the time issue. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go back to your lender again and say, oh, geez, I miscalculated. I need 25 grand. And you better believe that that lender is gonna try to give you less money than what you need because it's far more profitable for them if you go back to them to borrow money again. So know your time, sense. know your money. Hang on, you're gonna miss the number one thing. Come on, man. The, the, the least important of the three is time, how long you need it for. The second is amount, how much money you're gonna need. And you have to be generous with yourself on both of those two. The final and the most important thing, the thing that impacts your pricing the most is exit. How are you going to pay the money back? The people with a concise plan will always get the cheapest money, which is, again, it's the reason why we did what we did with our company. It's the reason why we connected ourselves to the borrower and the investor. Do you get that now? Canada, connect, investor, borrower, connect. Anyways, but that's why we've done it. Because if you can provide a direct line of communication from a borrower who's honest and really just needs to fix a situation to an investor 
who's also honest and just wants to make a fair rate of return for the risk that they're assuming, you win in this marketplace. You win because everything else is so inefficient. So by putting together an exit strategy for our borrowers in advance of them asking for money, we know we're going to win. We know we're going to get the money cheaper. Mm. You, don't, you don't go and ask for money and, and say, I need $100,000 and I need it for probably a year and I have no idea how I'm going to pay it back. <laughs> right? That's a problem. What we are doing is we're helping people build the criteria to get cheap money because we know where the money's coming from. And then within exit, there are three components. There's credit, there's income, and there's equity. What we like to say to people on the phone is equity is the price of admission. And our messaging to our investors and our borrowers is the exact same thing. If we can find equity in your home, if you've got equity, the difference between the value of your home and your mortgage, and we see a clear path to helping you use that equity to fix income or credit, fix whatever that temporary problem is, because it is temporary, and we know we can help you pay that money back to us with lower cost capital, you're our client. That's the litmus test. That's it. Roger, you, you waited for so long. You got any follow-up questions? Uh, I just I called a bunch of places. And first of all, uh, Marcus, thank you for answering these mm. questions. It's really shining some light here on the, the whole process, and I appreciate it. But I, the rates are super confusing. Uh, can you help me just understand that a little bit better? I called Alpine Credit, uh, what other place, Easy Financial, and... I called another place, Fairstone, I think they were called. And it's like 29% interest, one of them was. Okay, so it's important to know who you're dealing with, right? Um, And what their respective costs of capital are. At Fairstone, they do a lot of unsecured lending as well. There's a couple of companies like that in the marketplace where you're just not going to get even a market rate for an overpriced second mortgage. Mm. Um, so we've got you now you're armed with information. Okay. You're trying to make sense of all of the lending options out there and there's more problems. Like I hate to say it, but like there's more issues coming. So you're going to try to do this mortgage now and you're going to find out that some of these lenders will take three weeks, maybe a month to help you. And over that period of time, you're going to have more, you know, you're going to have more expenses your credit is probably going to drop a little bit. So you want to deal with somebody who's efficient, who can collect all the information relatively easily and who can, I mean, the appraisal is usually a little bit of a sticky part. So someone who can get that appraisal executed fast or like us, if there's a certain amount of equity in the home, we have a technology that tells us what the house is worth and we don't need an appraisal in many cases. So uh, again, I'm not trying to make this a toot the horn for connecting, but really speed is important when it comes to this. And then the other thing is when it does come time to close, you've invested all of this time and energy with one or, or maybe two of these possible lenders. And you might find out that, you know, like a legal fee will show up and it's Mm $5,000. So you gotta, if I would say like the questions you want to ask, and let's try to keep it with the three theme. The number one question you want to ask is how long is this going to take for me to get the money? Uh, the number two question is, are there any other fees that are going to jump up and bite me at the last minute? Mm-hmm. And number three, 
do you have other customers like me? And what are the rates that they're paying for things? Because like we are still as lenders and brokers, we're governed by regulations, the you know, Financial Services Commission of Ontario, FIS, uh, FISRA now, FSRA. But they got, they've got to be honest with you, right? And the, the courts are seeing you know, more and more cases of you know, lenders gouging borrowers, and they're putting a stop to it. So you have to understand you're the consumer. Like You've got power. You've got control. Don't feel bad about asking these questions. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy. You know, these second mortgages, home equity loans, how can there be such a variance in price? Like how can we, we speak to people sometimes where we'll offer them like a 6% rate with a 2% fee. And like, you can, you can hear the silence on the end of the phone when they explain to you that they were offered like 16% somewhere else or 20, like you said, 28% at Fairstone. Like there are some really, but they prey upon ignorance. So that's why the, the first and most important thing you can do, gather up your information, get it all together. It makes you so much more powerful. And all it will do is translate into a better loan for you and more savings in the future. Thank you, Roger. I appreciate it. I hope uh, we somehow got your questions in there. You know what? It led to a great segment, uh, everyone. Thank you for explaining that. Let's keep moving forward on the lines. Jessica is in Toronto. Hi, Jessica. Welcome in. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to say I really look forward to your segment every week. So back to my question. Um, Thank you. Basically, my situation is uh, my husband and I, we just had our first baby, and, uh, and we currently really need more space. I really love my current home, and I, and I don't want to let it go. So what are your thoughts on taking equity out of our, our current residence and putting it towards the new home? We have heard from friends that they've gone to the bank, and they don't really like that idea that when you... Uh, that when the client owns multiple properties, but I think having the extra income would be great. Plus mm. I'd love to keep my first home where I, where I've made so many memories. Let me know what you think. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll start here. You know, I think that, you're still here. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching the game. I'm not going to lie. Ah, come on, but I'm here. Nice. I'm here. I'm here. So, so listen, you know, I think that, I think that there is nothing smarter that you can do than to leverage an existing asset to purchase more uh to 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 purchase more uh you know, another property right um and you you are correct i i think you said something about there that 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 there are banks uh that don't appreciate or don't like you using using funds that you borrowed from another property and to go with ian's theme of the green chair there's a certain bank with a red logo that uh, that that you're not actually allowed to use equity from another property to purchase another one. So mm -hmm. so so that is correct. Um, you know, obviously there are other lenders out there that that you know that can do that. So uh, definitely give us a shout. But but an amazing idea. You know what I mean? Borrowing yeah, but from one property. We gotta worry. You still listen. You still have to worry about market exposure. So you're starting a family. Again, remember this this tug of war we're dealing with between rates and asset prices. Guys, uh, let's keep moving through the calls if I can. Uh, I want to get to Robert, if I may. Uh, Robert, this, kind of yeah, the theme oh. for this show is that there are no absolutes, which is why you kind of need to talk to the guys that connect. Robert, what can we do for you? Okay, so uh, really quickly, I have a house that's paid off in cash. 
uh, 1.5 million roughly. Um, I was self-employed for the last two years, coming out of separation from my wife. So about to sign the papers. So I'm going to be a single guy with a big asset, and I have gone to at least hmm, 10 different mortgage lenders, mm-hmm. and nobody will lend me money. So I only have a debt of about, oh, maybe $16,000. That's it. So bizarre. Okay. So, yeah. um, I mean, listen, a part of it might be that that separation agreement's not signed yet, but it really shouldn't. I mean, I oh, can tell signed. you. Okay. Is signed. Oh, so no, the, no, it's signed. I'm just waiting for divorce papers. Okay. So, um, you've got a ton of equity. I don't know. Like you just, you got unlucky. You went to 10 idiots. Um, <laughs> you're yeah, like, I, I listen, Barring something like totally unforeseen on your credit report, which it doesn't sound like there is, uh, I think you're probably not even looking for a home equity loan, which is like more of a higher interest rate um, private product. I think you're looking for a line of credit, home equity line of credit. And I think your pricing should probably be about prime plus a half. Um, And if it isn't, it's for a reason. But that reason uh, i could probably guarantee you we'll solve it in six months mm-hmm. so wow. you know if if you do need capital for something now um we would set out a plan this is kind of the way connect works right we first assess whether we can get you right to the lowest cost capital and if we can't we figure out what the reason is and we tell you how we're going to solve it and we give you the money that you need to solve it and then we get you to the lower cost capital so this probably requires a little more of an in-depth discussion, but you've got a house that's worth over a million five and you've got a ton of equity in it and we got to get you some money so you can buy some new clothes and get back on the dating scene, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I will say just quick, if it's, not something, uh, if it's not something that a home equity loan can fix and, and you know, maybe you're not qualifying because of, you know, what you are showing on your taxes, because you had mentioned that you're self-employed. There also is, you know, net worth products yeah, that we have program. available to, to us. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you, you know, know what's funny here? Listen to how, listen to how weird this is. So if you had on your, on your house, if you owed $700,000 on your $1.5 million property and you needed another hundred grand, but in addition to owing $700,000, you had $350,000 invested. So you would be net in a worse financial situation by 350 wow. grand than you are right now. But you'd qualify for a home equity line of credit from yeah. most of the major banks at prime plus 0.5, maybe even prime. So there's ways around it, but the, the other issue is, is that the people you're speaking to, if you've gone directly to the bank, have no vested interest in helping you out with this. Mm-hmm. And they also don't know any other product other than whatever they were told to sell you. Mm-hmm. And they sent it to someone in underwriting and someone in underwriting was looking at another hundred deals. And that person does not care about you. I can assure you of that. And you got told the easy, quick response, which is all too common in this business. But it's also why Connect is doing so well. It's, you know what? I love the callers this hour who've pointed out 
because you know you guys with all due respect you are part of this cocoon saying you know we can make it easier we can do it better and the callers are showing you that that there's still a lot of people out there honestly they don't necessarily get it i mean you know if you're calling nine different lenders no one's willing to lend you money if you're getting all kinds of different numbers what that tells me is that people honestly, you know, they're, they're firing off in all different directions and calling whatever they hit the target. And it's so discouraging. Like, can mm. you imagine? I remember like when I was a kid, I had like a couple of different businesses, right? Like little, like I used to blacktop driveways and I used to throw dance parties and things like this. And there was no internet. So whenever I needed to source something, I'd use the yellow pages. So I'd sit in my parents' living room and I'd pull open the yellow pages and I'd make a list and I'd find the nicest ads and I'd pick the top five and I'd call through them and I'd ask them questions and try to get the best price. And it was so tiring and it took so much time, but it was also kind of the reason why I was successful in what I was doing. Now with the internet, you have so much more information available to you. You could qualify people so much better. The problem is with something like a mortgage, if you're not armed with your information first, your story will get distorted. Because you'll call the first person and you'll be like, here's my situation. This is what I need. And that person will, will listen to you through their own lens. And you will assume that they are an expert. But if they are not an expert, the information you will receive back will screw up how you're going to ask the next person. So that keeps point. happening again and again and again. By the end of it, you're left like Robert, who's sitting there pulling his hair out saying like, Geez, like, I, I don't even know what I want. I don't know why I'm being told no. And then the worst problem that happens is that those people give up and they go to a company like Alpine or Fairstone and they end up paying an unreasonable interest rate for the level of risk that the lender is taking on. That's the biggest problem in the market. So, you know, you say, how do I get my message out there? It's hard to explain to people that like, when you call our company, the first thing we're going to do is try to get you the cheapest interest rate on a real regular mortgage from a Schedule A bank. But if that doesn't work, we're going to figure out a way to get you back there. Because sometimes it won't work. And you already know it doesn't work, maybe because somebody told you it didn't work. But the first step of this is information. You got to get your information straight. You got to know it properly. And you need someone to help you do that. And we want it to be us. There are others that are out there that can help you with it. But I just know how great this team is. And, and for a final point on this, the people you speak to when you call Connect, they make no commission on your transaction. They're on salary. So it doesn't make a difference to them whether you do a deal or don't do a deal. They just, they're here to give you information. The company's been set up like this for 20 years now. It works. You get good people, you put them on the phones, they get a vested interest. They're, they're definitely involved in your transaction. It doesn't hurt their motivation to getting your transaction done, but it also creates this environment of unbiased information flowing from us, who we are the experts in this. I can assure you of that. To you, who in most cases probably require more information.